This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Blush. I'm Tiffany, and I'm here with my co-host, Hiva. Hiva, how are you doing today? Hi, guys. Hi, Tiff. I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing great. You just went on a camping trip, fucking Mother Nature over here. (laughs) How was it? Yeah, no, it was one night, and we pitched a tent in someone's backyard. It wasn't that extreme at all, but... That's extreme for me. (laughs) (laughs) When I told Tiffany I was going, she's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's one thing you could do for the weekend. (laughs) It was great. I had so much fun. It was so nice to, like, be in nature. It was nice to not really be on my phone. I really like camping. I like being outdoors. Like, I am actually pretty low maintenance about a lot of things. But one thing I am not low maintenance about is toilets. Is anyone low maintenance for toilets, though? I don't. I mean, there are people who can, like, fucking pee in the woods, like... I would rather use a pineapple as a dildo than pee in the fucking woods. Like, that's just... I can barely pee in a toilet, Yeah, let alone in the woods. Yeah, like, I struggle enough in my own really nice toilet, in my own really nice bathroom when I'm home alone and no one is there. So, like, to pee in the woods just really is not a part of my journey. There was a porta potty and... Honestly, I am really proud to announce that I really crushed it pee-wise. Like at no point did I get severe pee anxiety. I was able to pee all but one time that I used the bathroom. And I say that because there are times where I'll enter a bathroom and like my pee anxiety gets so bad that I'll like leave without ever having peed. Did you use the porta potty or did you use the woods? These are the burning questions that we're apparently navigating on this podcast now. Fuck no, I use the porta potty. No, I I the okay. woods I just can't like I cannot wrap my mind around squatting. Like I can't. I have to relax. I have to do breathing exercises. I do like a counting thing. Like I can't. If I was squatting in the woods, I would just be thinking that a snake is going to come out of nowhere and just bite my vagina off that's what would go through my head (laughs) anything else was it good going on a trip with your boyfriend for the first time it was really nice I would say like for the most part it was great there was one incident that was a little touch and go I guess we'll call it basically like on the last day a bunch of people went to like this local elementary school or some shit like some people were playing tennis some people were playing basketball I, you know, have the hand-eye coordination of a snake, so I was doing neither. (laughs) I was, like, just roaming around with this, like, fucking random-ass dog. (laughs) 
barefoot (laughs) yeah and we just like keep wandering at some point we're like full on in the woods with this like random fucking dog i'm like blair witching in the woods barefoot like walking over twigs like i'm being bitten in the face by mosquitoes and when i finally come out of like my fucking forest adventure no one is to be found oh no where was he everyone had left (gasps) so the girls had left already and when the boys finished playing basketball, I guess like they were all like, where's Heva? Where's the dog? <laughs> and they're like, well, they must have gone back with the girls. And um, apparently the guy whose dog I had was like kind of freaking out. And Aussie was like, listen, if there's one thing I can tell you is like the dog is okay. Like Heva like really likes dogs. Heva, we don't know. (laughs) Heva could be dead, but the dog is fine. (laughs) She would sacrifice herself for the dog. (laughs) Your dog's thriving. Heva, we don't know. Up in the air. She's probably eating my dead girlfriend's carcass as we speak. Yeah. She's really getting that good nutrition in her, don't you worry. Yeah, lots of vegan food in that body. So what happened? Did they all leave you? Yeah, they all left me. I fucking lost my mind. Like, I went full-on Courtney Love at the 1995 VMAs. Like, I went hysterical. I called him. I happened to have my phone the one time during the trip. I called him and texted him so many times. I like. I was like, how the fuck could you do this to me? Like, blah, blah. I was trying to get an Uber back to New York City with the fucking dog. <laughs> Look, well, I guess I own a new dog now. I don't have a boyfriend, but I have a new dog. <laughs> I like can't get a fucking Uber. We're also three hours outside of Manhattan. Like it would have been a fucking expensive Uber. Finally, Ozzy sees his phone and comes back. I'm hysterically crying. I mean, it was also the dog owner was in the car. So it's like the three of us <laughs> and the dog now in the car as I'm like wailing and so upset. <laughs> and like this, poor, like imagine being in that scenario. This poor guy is like. <laughs> Hey, it must have been really scary. Um, one time when I was a kid, my dad left me somewhere. I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit about your childhood trauma, okay? I'm in the middle of fighting with my boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, when like fucked up shit happens, sometimes like it just makes for a funnier story. I was like, yeah, this will be a funny story about the time my asshole ex-boyfriend deserted me. <laughs> Rural elementary school. And I got a dog. When everyone meets you and your new dog, you're like, yeah, you want to hear the story about how I got this dog? <laughs> I acquired her. (laughs) I will say being deserted is such a triggering experience. Not that you were really deserted, but just going through that is very, very triggering. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, like when I thought about it, I was like already a little bit on edge, right? Like I'm at this camping trip with a bunch of people I do not fucking know. I was just having such severe social anxiety and In my head, it really felt like I was being so awkward and like no one really liked me. And I like felt like Ozzy was having to like babysit me, which I hate that feeling. I love being self-sufficient in social situations. And I just felt like I wasn't doing that there. And I have to say, I think this is probably a really relatable thing for people right now. Right. Because like we're kind of starting to socialize. I mean, I know you're not Tiffany, but the rest of us are starting to socialize. 
You're socializing with people? I haven't spoken to a person in person in like maybe months. I don't no idea what that is like. But yes. I just love your full on like, no, I don't even want to make friends. Like <laughs> I'm good enough. <laughs> I had friends. I made friends. It was honestly a piss poor experience. So the ones that I now have remained in my life are just the ones that I'm going to ride out till the end. Yeah. Honestly, after this weekend, I don't know that I want to meet any new people. But no, I really was like so in my head. And I do think like we're all probably going through this, like kind of starting to socialize again after so long. And it just really, really fucked with my head. What's really funny is like, I think my perception, I mean, either Aussie straight up lied to me or my perception was so off because when we got back to the city he was like it was so easy being there with you like not feeling like I had to like you know be taking care of you the entire time it was just chill and easy and like you know you fit in so well and like blah blah and I was like really because I really felt like you like felt like you had to babysit me and he's like no I didn't feel like I had to babysit you I wanted to hang out with you like that's why I brought you I don't know it's just so crazy how sometimes the way we experience something is so different from how other people are experiencing it for sure I mean I think there's a few things to touch on this the first one if you are not like me, if you actually are putting yourself into social <laughs> situations, especially with someone that you're dating, I think the number one rule of thumb is to make sure when you go into that situation, you are introducing your person to other people. My biggest pet peeve is when a man doesn't introduce me to someone. Yeah. It is the most annoying thing. I've been in that situation before. I remember I was out and I was talking to a friend I don't care if it's a friend or a boyfriend. I was talking to a friend and this girl came up to us and was just solely talking to him and not talking to me at all. Didn't say hi to me. I didn't really know her. Like I knew of her more than anything. But my friend came up and immediately I walked myself out of the situation because I was like, I'm not going to just stand here and look like a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And he like followed me out and he was like, what happened? Like, why didn't you stay? Like, why did you just walk away? And I was like, well, you didn't introduce me to this girl. I'm not going to stand there and just watch you two have a full blown conversation and look like an idiot. So I really think the number one thing make sure whether you're in a social situation with someone or they're bringing you like maybe preface this and say hey I'm feeling a little hesitant I'm feeling a little nervous like I'm not going to know anyone can you make sure you introduce me to everybody so I feel more comfortable because honestly that's the best way to break the ice and also if you're on the other side of that like a make sure to introduce people but also Asi did this nice thing when we were driving up he's like hey uh just heads up if I don't introduce you to someone I don't know their name so and like just knowing that you know what I mean it saved me from like so many more levels of crazy that I could have gone down right a hundred percent and I when this guy followed me out he was like what happened why did you run out and I remember I was like well you didn't introduce me and then the next time we hung out he like went out of his way to introduce me to literally every single person that even came near us and I will say people follow direction as human beings we do naturally want to be considerate of other people I think for the most part and I think it's just about communicating these things like sometimes we don't know and we don't realize it and that's why we don't do it yeah one thousand percent yeah because like especially if it's someone you're dating they're generally not trying to piss you off you know yeah for sure I mean sometimes they are like I do yeah. but like <laughs> 
But I think the biggest thing is if you're going into a social setting, make sure you communicate with the people that you're with of what makes you comfortable, what makes you uncomfortable, what you want them to do to make you feel more comfortable. And when you're in the situation, you know, try not to get too much in your head about it. If the vibes are weird, don't take it personally. It's probably not you. It's probably them. Yeah, it really probably is because I think we all have a level of social anxiety. So if someone's not really socializing with you, like they probably have their own shit going on. Like so long as you're being nice and pleasant, that's kind of all you can do. Honestly, at the end of the day, if they don't like you, no one ever likes me. So like just think of that. God, I would, like what I wouldn't give to be one of those people who's like universally liked. I can never imagine being <laughs> one of those people. That's literally the opposite of what I am. I'm universally disliked. <laughs> I think when it comes down to it, I say this jokingly, but I don't think I really care. Yeah. I, I say this seriously in the, in the sense where whatever someone's opinion of me is, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean... Obviously, I've done something to result in a (laughs) negative opinion. (laughs) But there's not much going back at this point. Like, I don't think I'm a bad person. Do I have my issues? Absolutely. Do I make mistakes? Do I say things that probably piss people off or do piss people off or are triggering? Of course. But I will say, it's not necessarily intentional like I'm not Mm -hmm. intentionally trying to hurt anyone and I know that in my heart so if someone thinks I'm like a mean vicious whatever person I know that's not true so I just don't care not that anyone thinks that I mean I don't fucking know but if someone doesn't like me I know I'm a decent human being and I feel pretty comfortable in that and I'm okay with that like that's enough for me right yeah yeah it's not enough for me (laughs) Why do you think that is? Because, okay, you are a self-proclaimed people pleaser. I don't fucking know. Like, it's so bad for me. Like, a few weeks ago, we went to this girl was having a barbecue in Dumbo, like a part of Brooklyn. And it was pouring rain. Pouring rain. It's freezing I literally looked like I swam across the East River to get there. I'm fucking soaked, drenched. I am trembling like a virgin on her wedding night. Like I am, it's, I have <laughs> like never been so cold and everyone's kind of like, uh, like, should we be doing this in this weather? And I'm like, no, guys, it's great. And I can like, be, like I can barely get the words out because like my teeth are literally chattering. And I'm like, no, it's fun. Let's just have another drink and we'll all be fine. And like, finally, everyone's like, I, I, I think we need to go indoors. Like it is just like pouring out of the sky. It's like a fucking monsoon. We're drenched. Everyone is drenched. Like when we got back to that girl's place, we all had to grab towels and dry off because it was so fucking wet. And I'm like, no, it's cool. It's cool. Like all because I just want these fucking people who I don't know to like me. See the moment a drop, a single drop came out of the sky. I would have been like, get me the hell out of here. I want an umbrella. I want to be inside. There's nothing I hate more than being wet. (laughs) Not like that. But just being stuck in the rain, 
especially if it is cold. Yeah. Florida rain is different. Mm -hmm. It's hot out. It's warm. I don't mind that so much. Even that I don't like. But cold rain, absolutely not. I would have been out of there. I would have left. It was so miserable. Like the only silver lining was that it was so wet that like just my tears and snot and everything blended in with the fucking rain. But it was, I mean, it was truly, truly miserable. And I remember in that moment being like, Eva, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like I was just getting over being sick too. And I'm just like sitting there shivering in a fucking sundress in the rain being like, no, it's fun. Let's just have another drink. And like, well, uh, you know acclimate to the fact that we're basically having an underwater scuba party over here and this was all because you didn't want to come across as difficult yeah. right yeah uh, because if you come across as difficult then those people would maybe not like you yeah see I don't know in this specific situation if that's honestly a healthy mindset to have it's so fucking unhealthy. The worst for me, though, is with, like, adults. So anyone who is a generation above me, that's where my people-pleasing is the worst. Why is that? I don't know. Probably because, like, I wanted my fucking parents to like me as a kid. And as we've covered, they probably don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that hasn't really worked out in your favor. So. No, so I understand also with an older generation, you want to have a level of respect, right? I'm a fucking adult. I don't need approval from, like, my ex-boyfriend's relatives. You know what I mean? Like these people are not in my life anymore. I don't need them to continue liking me and I can have boundaries. Yeah, of course. I had an ex-boyfriend's relative, like an aunt, ask me how the sex is with my new boyfriend. And did you answer? Well, here's the thing. I think a normal person would have either not answered or conveyed that that's like just a huge violation of boundaries, right? But instead, I fucking like gave an answer that I knew would make her happy. This is where I think the issue is. Not that you answered, but that you gave her an answer that you thought she would approve of. That's the problem. Yeah. Because you can talk about these things with whoever you want to, but if that's also not comfortable for you, that's also an issue. So wildly inappropriate, I think, for her to ask me how the sex is with my new boyfriend. And like, instead of, I, I don't know, I could have not answered. I could have done any number of things, but instead I fucking did the most people pleasing thing. And then what's fucked up is I then become really resentful because like my boundaries are getting violated. You know what I mean? Whereas I think if I just hadn't answered or had just, you know, said anything else, I would have gotten over it. But instead I'm still ruminating in it. I think the proper response would have been something on the lines of, hey, like, I understand your curiosity and I'm sure the way you're asking is relatively innocent, but that's kind of crossing a line for me that I just don't feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. Or even if I just been like, it's fine or something. I don't think you'd owe anyone that, though. I'm not even blaming her because I'm allowing this behavior to continue because I'm so fucking desperate for everyone to like me. Well, then do you think moving forward, we'll tackle you first and then we'll tackle my fucked up shit, is that 
the next time someone says something that is crossing a line for you and you feel like your response is rooted in wanting them to approve of you, you take a step back and give the answer that is more genuine to how you feel? I can try. I mean, one thing I've been doing lately, which has been really hard for me, is asking my landlord to fix things around the apartment, which is what he's supposed to do. But like I like I'm like I don't want him to hate me, so I like wouldn't ask for things to be fixed. It, it's concerning to me when the when it's not because oh I don't want to ask him because he's not nice. If it was something like that, like if he's not nice or I don't want to like I don't want to deal with him or whatever. But the fact that it's deep rooted in him not wanting to like you, right? Like who gives like, who a cares? shit if he likes me? I've never even met him in person. Like it doesn't. He's not like my boyfriend's dad. You know, it's not like this isn't a person who's important in my life. Yet I'm like, well can't have Morty hating me so (laughs) I guess I'll just have no lights anymore I think when it comes down to it though people are gonna dislike you if they want to dislike you and it doesn't really matter what you do honestly I think that's the issue so many people have disliked me that I'm probably like maybe I'm just desperate to find a way to like be so people pleasing that people like me but it doesn't work at least you're trying to please people. I don't even try to give them an inch. I'm like, this is what it is. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your thing. Because I do think, you know how they say like the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Like, I don't think the opposite of people pleasing is people displeasing. I think it's indifference, right? Like, I think like, like our things might in a weird fucked up way be connected. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think for me, I'm so, this is going to get really deep. I'm so scared of people not liking me if I try because then I'm like, oh, I tried to get you to like me and you still don't like me. So I'm like, I'm going to put zero effort. So that way, if you do like me or don't like me, it's not like I tried to get you to like me. It's not my problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I've for sure been there with, I mean, I used to be like that about dating, actually. Like I wouldn't go on dating apps because I was like, well, if I'm not trying, then it's like I can explain why I'm single versus if I'm putting myself out there and not getting it. So yeah, I actually totally, totally, totally get that. I do think it's a healthier place to be than trying this hard. But I don't know. I think it's both fucked up. It's kind of like, um, People pleasing is so like uh, linked with codependency and with codependency, they say there's a classic codependency that everyone thinks of, right? Like the needy, clingy, whatever. But the people that are hyper independent that they say that's also a form of codependency. It's like the opposite end of the spectrum. So I think it's a similar thing here. So like, what the fuck do we do? I don't know because I don't, I think there needs to be some sort of a middle ground. I do think I need to lean in into wanting people to like me or at least caring or just being like a nicer person. But I'm so scared of of doing that and getting rejected. So then I just completely go into myself and I'm like, whatever. But I also think with you, like you lean in so much that then you're 
um, sacrificing your own feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And your own needs and wants. So I feel like we need to find some sort of middle ground. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's my thing with you. It's like, if you're what we will call people displeasing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know people aren't liking you. Then, like, you're already experiencing the worst case scenario, right? So, like, how much worse would it be if you tried the teensiest bit? No, I agree with you. I think you're 100% right because I think what's scary for me is, oh, my God, if they got to know me and I tried to get this person to like me, like, I put in effort and they don't like me, that's so much more hurtful. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I wish I could say something, but you're right. It is. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe I should do your thing. I mean, people already don't like me. I may as well just burn shit to the ground. No, my way is not healthy. It's not healthy. Your way is not healthy. I think to some degree, I need to just feel more comfortable putting in an effort and maybe going a little bit further than I feel comfortable going. And look, if they still don't like me, at least I can say I kind of tried. And that's on them, right? Like then Mm -hmm. at that point, it's not me that's the problem. They're the problem. That's the difference. Yes. It's like, you know, in school, I feel like there were two types of kids when they wouldn't do well on a test. There were the kids who'd be like, well, I didn't even study. And that's how they would explain that they didn't do well on the test. You know what I mean? And then I would often do this thing where I'd be like, oh, my God, I studied so much. I don't understand why I didn't do well. And I, like, actually didn't study at all. (laughs) But it's because I, like, didn't want to be at fault. But it's a similar thing here, right? And I guess, like, we could both just study. I didn't study at all. And I didn't do well. (laughs) I think we both need to study enough where it feels comfortable like you're not sacrificing your feelings and I'm not being like a cold-hearted bitch (laughs) yeah you know it is good that you do have boundaries and you do like you wouldn't like fucking give yourself pneumonia in an effort to make like three people you've never met like you (laughs) but see here's the thing I think the thing that you like have to compartmentalize is that if you do respond to this relative and set that boundary and she is not able to respect it, that's on her. Mm-hmm. That's not on you. That means she can't respect boundaries. Right. That doesn't mean you are a bad person. Right. And again, like at the end of the day, what's the worst case scenario here? My ex-boyfriend's aunt doesn't like me. Who cares? Why would you want someone in your life that can't respect a clear boundary that you are very clearly setting? Mm -hmm. So who cares at that point if she likes you or doesn't like you? She doesn't respect your boundaries. Yeah. Maybe I don't like her. Boom. If anyone that's listening that in any way relates to Heave and I, feel free to reach out and hopefully like us kind of going through this maybe in some way helped you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people listening probably can relate to one one or either of us. I'd be curious to know where people fall more so. Probably people pleasing. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You're a very unique breed. (laughs) It's like me and Ted Bundy, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) No, Charles Manson, I don't think, was a people pleaser at all. Wait, wasn't he the one who had, like, the harem, though, who would do the killing for him? Yeah, people liked him. Yeah, he he must have been super charismatic, as was Ted Bundy, by the way. So that's the thing. People like 
serial killers and sociopaths. So if they don't like you, like, wh- what's their fucking opinion? Honestly. That's a solid point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's ever been a time where you think people don't like you, you could have perceived that situation so much differently. Like what you were saying earlier, where you thought at the camping thing, one thing, and then Aussie said something completely different. We have that all the time. Sometimes I think people don't like me and they do. So I think don't ever also assume that someone is or is not going to like you. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I'm pretty sure people at camping didn't like me, but whatever. (laughs) That's a fact. They they for sure did it. No, they could have liked you. You never know. I think sometimes the way we perceive shit can be so different compared to how someone else did. No, that's true. That's so true. Do you have examples of that? I do. So speaking of that, a guy that I dated a very long time ago, I did reference him in an earlier episode when I said I shared the story about a guy ending things with me because I talked about poop too much. It was episode four, Dating Deal Breakers. Oh my God. Yes, it was. Okay. So go back to episode four, listen to Deal Breakers. Basically, long story short, I was dating a guy and I then ended up meeting up with a friend a little bit after we had ended things and she was friends with him and casually mentioned, yeah, he didn't want to talk to you anymore because you talk about poop too much. This guy recently messaged me just like, hey, what's up? How have you been? Blah, blah. We haven't spoken in years and over a decade. And we start chit-chatting. We're catching up, giving, you know, rundowns of what we're doing in life now. I think I said something on the lines of like jokingly, do you remember when you ended things with me because I talked about poop too much? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, our mutual friend, she told me this. She said, I was talking about poop too much, which I always felt very comfortable with him out of all the guys I've ever dated. There was just something about him that made me feel so comfortable. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I felt clearly I felt too comfortable with you. He's like, that's not why I ended things. That's not why we (laughs) stopped talking. I was like, wait, why did we stop talking? He's like, how do you not remember anything about us dating? And I was like, I really, compared to you, I don't remember anything. He's like, I stop talking to you because you threatened to go tell my ex-girlfriend about us (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a pretty good reason to end shit with me actually (laughs) that's pretty fucking psychotic i did what why don't i remember this at all he's like yeah like you thought i still had feelings for my ex and you at some point threatened to tell her that me and you were hanging out and hooking up and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I'm sorry about that. That's like really toxic. And he was like, yeah, no, it's it's fine. Like, I'm clearly over it. Like, I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I had my own stuff, too. And I was like, speaking of that ex, did you ever did you ever get back together with her? And he was like, yeah, about a month after we stopped talking. And I was like, OK, <laughs> see As women, I had some sort of intuition. And also, I never did it. I mean, listen, I just threatened to, like, kidnap a fucking dog and take an (laughs) Uber to the city. So, So, yeah, normal behavior for us. 
But I was like, I felt that. I had a gut instinct that you still had feelings for her. And apparently in my adolescent mind, I thought telling her would somehow end it, which is ridiculous. There's no way that ever would have resulted in anything positive. But I probably said it out of anger. Right. It, It would be my guess. I mean, if anything, it would have just made them like get back together faster. Yeah, I mean, I was, if anything, I was doing you a favor, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make her jealous for you. You're welcome. But yeah, I mean, there's a relationship that for the past decade, I thought it ended over poop. But actually, <laughs> it ended because I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> I kind of like the poop version better. <laughs> Me too. I think I told myself that because I didn't want to admit to myself that I was the problem. I was like, oh, it just I'm too open about my. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, things aren't always as they seem. Sometimes you think that people don't like you because you're too evolved and progressive. And it turns out they don't like you because you're too unhinged. (laughs) So. <laughs> this honestly this is just making me feel worse and worse and worse. <laughs> like how does anyone like me? That's it's so fucked. It's so fucked up. So on that note, now that we've decided that nobody likes Heva or me, let's go to listener questions. We have the first one, which is Hi, ladies. I recently went through a breakup and feel like I have zero sex drive. I've gone on dates and that's fine, but I really don't want to be intimate with anyone. Any advice? I think it's fine to take a beat, first of all, right? Like you don't have to be intimate with anyone ever. Like let's address that for the first part. You know what I mean? It's totally fine if you want to take a beat from that. But the fact that you have zero sex drive, like I think there's a difference between having no sex drive and like not wanting to be intimate with someone, right? Like you could have a sex drive and not want to be intimate with someone. And so I think if you really have no sex drive, it's very likely that it's because your brain is relating sex to the person that you just broke up with. A thousand percent, yeah. So I think you need to break that connection. Which I think the only way to break that connection is do the one thing that you don't want to do, which is hook up with someone. (laughs) God, I knew this was coming. See, I disagree. I think that you can like watch some porn, like read some porn stories, like masturbate to something new. Um, You know, I recently went through something similar and I um, started fantasizing about Sirius Black from Harry Potter, um, it turns out that he's like <laughs> so hot, <laughs> and my brain just stopped associating sex with you know my former partner and started associating it with Sirius Black and Boom Sex Drive. <laughs> he's not my type, but I think I like the idea of fantasizing about someone that you have no connection or relation to. That's like a safe person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have, of course, a little bit more unconventional advice. Maybe we all have those people that, you know, we've had great hookup experience, whatever with that we didn't want to have a relationship with. Like everyone has that person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would go back into your little black book 
find a guy that you had a great sexual experience with that you know that there is not going to lead to anything emotional and hit them up and see if they're single. I think bringing back an old specimen, it's comfortable. <laughs> you know an him, you know. <laughs> you it's like know a lab it's not experiment. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. You know it's not going to lead to anything. And you know that you're going to enjoy the experience. So why not? I mean, and like, you have nothing to really lose by hooking up with an old flame. It's one approach. If you don't want to do that, just fucking watch porn. <laughs> also, it could be the guys that you are hanging out with just aren't doing it for you. That's very possible, too. Again, like, what I really want to know is, do you have no sex drive, like, with these people? Or is it, like, like overall, like, did you, for example, used to masturbate and you're not even masturbating anymore? Because th- those are very different things, right? Yeah, of course. My guess is it's probably a combination of both. She's probably not into the guys that she's hanging out with. And she does have a low sex drive. So the two together is just killing anything inside of her. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. You know what does also really help me is this is actually solid, solid, I think, advice is which is rare uh, coming from me. Uh A lot of the times when I'm not feeling very sexual, it's because I'm not feeling super hot with myself. Mm -hmm. I would say nine times out of 10, it's how I'm feeling about me. So do something, whether it's going out and buying some sexy clothes, getting yourself waxed, which listen to last episode, that's what Heva and I did. And I felt super hot after that going, getting your nails done, getting a new haircut, whatever you can do to make yourself feel sexier about yourself. I, I really do think that will also boost your sex drive a little bit. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Like really pamper yourself, you know, pick up a new hobby, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Get some work done. I don't know. Like I'll do anything. Some, get some tits. I don't know. I was do thinking, any- like go to yoga class or something. But sure, that's one <laughs> approach. Also, get implants. Get a BB. I don't know. Get get anything that's just gonna make you feel sexy. Because I will say every time I like, if I get a really hot haircut or I, you know, get whatever, I always feel sexier afterwards, and that affects it. True. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. So next question. I have a friend who recently went through a major fallout with our group of friends. Long story short, she was very much in the wrong, but doesn't see that at all. Instead, she's blaming our group of friends that no longer want to hang out with her for being the problem. I still want to maintain the friendship with her, but how do I help her see that she is the issue? Honestly, like I constantly stop talking to people. Well, not constantly, but like I recently stopped talking to a girl like this because it's like, She's had issues with every single one of her friends. She's had issues with everyone in her family. It's like she's constantly having falling outs with people and always victimizing herself. And it was one of those things where I was like, do you like not see at some point that you are the common denominator in all of this? You know, it's so hard. Um, So, I mean, good on you for wanting to maintain a friendship with her. And by no means am I saying that you shouldn't. But I do think you should at least keep a bit of a guard up 
because you're seeing what's happening. Yeah, and I wonder if there's any way to validate her feelings while also calling her out on how this situation happened. Because I don't think it's fair to put the blame 100% on anyone or anything. I don't I don't think that it's 100% the group of friends that resulted in whatever she did. Now, I I don't obviously we don't know what she did. Even if she did something fucked up, I don't think she is a fucked up person because you want to be friends with her, right? Like, mm-hmm, if she did something mm-hmm. really horrific, like, let's say she, like, hooked up with one of the girl's boyfriends, I don't think you'd want to be friends with that girl. Right, But right. she clearly did something to turn these people off from her. And maybe whatever she did in some way, clearly she's validating it in her head by not mm-hmm. putting blame on herself. See if you can understand how she's validating it while also holding her accountable for why these people are pissed at her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because at the end of the day, I really think when you have a falling out with someone, no matter who it is, I do think... Unless someone is like outright evil or really vindictive, it takes two people to come to that situation. I don't think it's fair to put blame on anyone, but I think we should also hold ourselves accountable for why we got to this point. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. You're totally, totally right. No, you're totally right. I just... I think that if she isn't going to listen and take constructive criticism at some point, you do like it's not on you. And maybe this is like me looking at myself being a people pleaser and trying to like tell you not to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can we talk about your friend? Why does she, why is this friend that you have having consistent fallouts with people? I'm not on the inside of it, so I don't know. But like it's always she's always the victim, right? It's like, oh, my mom's such an asshole. She did this. My brother is such an asshole. He did this. Like this person did this to me. This person did this to me. And then I think she just overreacts to things. I think she's hypersensitive. And one time recently, she like really snapped at me over like a really dumb joke I made. Like it was like very clearly a joke. Everyone was laughing and she like lashed out at me. And in that moment, I was like, oh shit, like. I now understand why you literally have no friends. So I I think she's just hypersensitive and she just freaks out at things. So she just needs to cool it on how sensitive she is. And clearly there's something that's triggering her that's making her upset. And she needs to explore that. I don't think that she at all is self-aware enough for that. You know what I mean? I think she genuinely thinks that she's the victim in all these situations. And I do think at some point, like if something is happening to you in your life over and over and over and over again, you kind of have to like stop and think like, okay, what am I doing to either cause or attract this? Right? Right. A hundred percent. I completely agree with you. Right. I mean, is that fucked up to say? I don't know. I just think at some point, and I, I'm not talking once, twice, three times, four times. I'm like, uh, within the past year, she has had serious falling outs with like 10 to 15 people. I don't even know 10 to 15 people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And some of them are her like family members that she is like she's completely estranged from. I definitely think looking internally is a hundred percent the first way to go. I think sometimes it's really difficult for people because they don't want to face the music and see right. that you know, whatever they're dealing with. So having someone in your life like that, I've had people in my life like that, that I've been very close to that. I see that they're, you know, reenacting the same behavior. That's really isolating people away from them. And it's really tough to try and communicate with that to someone who is in the thick of it. They're in such deep denial. Yeah, but it is a kind, like sometimes I think about like problematic behaviors I've had in the past and I really wish someone would have been like, hey, Hiva, like this thing that you're doing all the time is like pretty asshole-ish and you should stop. You know what I mean? So I think it is a very kind thing to do. It's just tricky as far as how to do it. It is tricky. I think the best way to go about it Someone that's reacting and someone that is on edge and someone that's temperamental, which is I'm just using your friend as an example, right? It's clearly coming from a place of pain Mm -hmm. and place of hurt, right? Mm -hmm. There's something broken that she's dealing with. So I think first of all, even if they're acting like an asshole and you don't like their behavior, be like have some empathy and be aware that whatever behavior that's coming out is probably so much more broken inside and try and be sympathetic because I think maybe to some degree, if they're playing the victim, they want sympathy, right? Like they want understanding. So I think coming from an empathetic place, validating their feelings, being understanding of where they're coming from, but through that being like, listen, I just, I don't want to see you be in a situation where now you have been, you know, isolated from our group of friends. I don't want that for you because I think you deserve better. I think you deserve to have, you know, friends that care and appreciate for you. And clearly that's not where you're at right now. Maybe since you can't control other people, maybe try doing A, B, and C, or just not doing A, B, and C ever again if they did (laughs) something specific. Yeah, that's perfect. Ask them why they did that. Like a lot of the times when we do stuff that's really negative or really bad, and it seems maybe from the outside to be super malicious, it could just be coming from an extreme place of pain. And it's not her trying to hurt anyone else. She's probably trying to hurt herself to some degree because of whatever reason. So try and maybe talk to her and see why did you do this? Like it clearly didn't have a positive result. Why do you think you did this behavior or said this thing to upset these people? Like where are you coming from? I love that. That's really good advice. That'll never happen again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tiffany, you have tiny hands. Oh, my God. I have the tiniest hands. Oh, my God. Guys, they're like like a five-year-old's hands. (laughs) How have I never noticed? How, like, are you able to, like, write? (laughs) It's so funny. This best friend that I have had. And she listens to the podcast. We call each other tiny hands because she also has tiny hands. I had a guy at a bar once say to me, oh, my God, you have the tiniest hands. And I was like, guess what looks so much bigger? <laughs> I mean, are you even able to give hand chops with those tiny hands? <laughs> like, do they like, are you able to use an iPhone? Like, do you have to get an extender for your fingers? I need both hands and my feet. <laughs> 
It's like a monkey basically <laughs> trying to get like stilts for your fingers just to do normal things. Yeah. So on that note, the giveaway for this week, you get a full picture of my hands. And I know at this point you want to see my tiny baby hands. <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> and I will take pictures of my hand next to inanimate objects so you can really get an idea of how small they are yeah yeah like take it next to like an iphone or you know what i mean something to give it a little scale yeah you guys will be shocked when you see what's going on um yeah i like this i was planning on giving away larry the dog that i kidnapped from the cat skills but okay how about this pictures of my hands and a dog <laughs> It's a, and a dog. She's great. She's a boxer mix. Um, <laughs> had a great time in the woods together. <laughs> Double giveaway. Don't sleep on this. Take a screenshot. Write a review. Uh, just listen to the episode. Share the episode. And you're automatically entered. Yes. So basically everyone that listened is automatically entered. We'll just post a picture of Tiffany's hands on our Instagram. I think that's how this is going to go down. But in all seriousness... Take a few seconds out of your day and write a nice review on the podcast app. It really, really, really helps us and it doesn't cost you anything. So I think if there's anything that we've learned, it's that Heva and I fully think everyone dislikes us to help us with our people pleasing and non people pleasing issues, which are both deeply rooted in just us constantly thinking no one likes us write us a nice review yeah you want to see us be a little less crazy write a nice fucking review <laughs> that would go a long way Please. maybe i won't like go ape shit on my boyfriend in the woods <laughs> if you could do that for me <laughs> we are suffering write like, a nice if review. you don't like us do it for his sanity <laughs> yeah do it for the collective yeah. at this point <laughs> we love you guys love you guys